Welcome to Watch Therefore, the program designed to help the disciple of Messiah Jesus obey his command to watch therefore and be ready for you don't know the hour or the day the Son of Man is coming, coming to take us back to that place he's prepared for us. Dove Schwartz here at the Sea of Galilee encouraging everyone who's watching today more than ever to watch therefore and be ready. I'm so thankful to be with you once again on the program Watch Therefore. We're continuing on in our series on covenant and Bible prophecy. The Lord's covenants are His promises to His people. And Bible prophecy is the way He has decided to keep those promises. And the things that I'm going to be talking about today on the program are going to be so helpful for you to understand, especially in this generation of Bible prophecy fulfillment. First, let's have a word of prayer, shall we? Oh, Father in heaven, thank you in our great Messiah Jesus' name. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your love. Thank you for giving us understanding and wisdom that we might follow you, Lord Jesus, and be very successful in your kingdom in this time, just before you come for us. We thank you, Father and Messiah. Jesus' name, please bless all of our viewers today. Amen. Well, I've introduced already the Abraham, Moses, and David covenants. So today, the crown jewel of the covenants, the new covenant or the New Testament. So just think of the awesome power of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit to make these covenant promises and then fulfill them down through time with pinpoint accuracy through Bible prophecy. Oh, it's just amazing. And, and continue to think about this. Working through the lives of sinful, frail men and women who believe in Him to accomplish these things, but then also working in the midst of the lives of those who hate Him and who are against Him. Even using Satan and his demons to save heal, forgive, and bring forgiveness to precious lost souls. And you might say, well, what do you mean? How did he do that? Well, Satan thought he had won by using deceived people to crucify and kill our Lord Jesus. But no, that was God's plan in the first place. Satan was actively participating in God's plan to send his son to pay for our sins and glorify our Father in heaven. Oh, it makes me want to stop and say, oh, hallelujah to the Lord our God, the Almighty, He reigns. So as we consider the new covenant, I want to start off with a question. Are you ready? With whom did the Lord make the new covenant? 
we find the answer to that question in Jeremiah chapter 31. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant which they broke, though I was a husband to them, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. That's right. The Lord made the new covenant with Israel, and he's grafted the Gentiles who believe in Messiah Jesus in the new covenant into the promises he's made with Israel. Certainly not negating the promises he's made to Israel, but bringing the Gentiles into these covenants that they might be saved through faith in Messiah Jesus and fulfill the prophetic plans the Lord has for everyone, Jew and Gentile, in the new covenant. Now, in Romans chapter 11, the Apostle Paul speaks of two trees. One is a tree of faith. It's a tree of the covenants the Lord made with Israel. The other is a wild olive tree, and the Lord breaks branches off of that and grafts them into the tree of faith with the roots of the covenants the Lord's made with Israel. Look at Romans beginning in 11 verse 16. For if the first fruit is holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. And if some of the branches were broken off, and you being a wild olive tree were grafted in among them, and with them became a partaker of the root and fatness of the olive tree, do not boast against the branches. But if you do boast, remember that you do not support the root, but that the root supports you. And remember, we see the Abraham covenant, the David covenant, we even see the Moses covenant, all through the new covenant scriptures, they point us to the Passover lamb. And remember the Passover lamb in the book of Exodus, as the children of Israel were commanded to take the blood of the lamb and put it on the doorpost of their house, that the wrath of God would pass over the house that has the blood of the lamb which led into the Moses covenant. I want to show you something about that. Look at Exodus 24 with me. Then he took the book of the covenant and read in the hearing of the people, and they said, All that the Lord has said we will do and be obedient. And Moses took the blood, sprinkled it on the people, and said, This is the blood of the covenant which the Lord has made with you according to all these words. Okay, stay with me. I'm going somewhere with all of this. In these Exodus passages, we saw the blood of the covenant. And in most cases, in ancient times when they made covenants, they did so upon the blood of sacrificed animals. And this all points to the new covenant in such an exciting way. Again, stay with me. Then remember the David covenant. A son of David, a descendant of David, according to Bible prophecy, will come and build a glorious new temple for the Lord and sit on the throne of David in his everlasting kingdom. But wait, most of Israel rejected the new covenant and still do, right? The Lord has a plan. It's an exciting plan. Yet to understand it, we need to know covenant and prophecy. Look at the prophetic verses of Romans chapter 11, beginning in verse 25. For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be what? Ignorant of this mystery, lest you be wise in your own opinion, that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. 
And so all Israel will be saved as it is written. The deliverer will come out of Zion and he will turn ungodliness from Jacob. For this is my what? Covenant with them when I take away their sins. There's going to be a remnant of Jewish people at the end of the tribulation who are going to be saved. After Israel has been gathered from the nations, according to the Abraham and even the Moses covenant. Now, Abraham rejoiced to see the first coming of the Lord. Look at John 8, 56. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. And we saw earlier that those who have faith in Messiah Jesus are sons of Abraham in the new covenant. Galatians 3. Just as Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness, therefore know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, And you, all the nations, shall be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. Again, the Abrahamic covenant fulfilled in the new. Hallelujah. John the Baptist calls Messiah Jesus what? the Passover lamb. He says, behold, the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. We can put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost of our heart that the wrath of God will pass over us in the day of judgment. And remember earlier, we saw the blood of the animals in the Mosaic covenant. See the lamb of God proclaim the new covenant in his blood. Then he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. See some of the fulfillment of the David covenant in Matthew 21, as Messiah Jesus is coming down into Jerusalem, getting ready to pay for our sins. Then the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. But when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying out in the temple and saying, Hosanna, Hosanna to the son of David. They were indignant and said to them, and said to him, Do you hear what these are saying? And Jesus said to them, Yes, have you never read out of the mouths of babes and nursing infants? You have perfected praise. Here we see Messiah Jesus called again, the son of David. Messiah Jesus is the son of David. And we wait for him to come and take up his throne as he builds this glorious new temple for the Lord. Having paid for our sins, gone back to be with our Father, thousands of years have passed, about 2,000. He's coming for us in the rapture, and then we will return with him as he comes to fulfill the David covenant. Folks, Bible prophecy is leaping off the pages, and we're going to segue into that in future programs in this series. You don't want to miss it. You want to know who you are, know who you are in this prophetically charged generation. So next time, we will look at the Lord's plan to keep His promises and the signs that show us yet unfulfilled Bible prophecy that we are sitting at the edge of watching. It's right around the corner. These events are taking place in our day like none other right in front of our eyes. And most in the body of Messiah don't even see it. No, don't let that be said of you. Let's be ready for our Savior to come for us and take us up in the clouds. Hallelujah. I write about these things in my book, Watch Therefore Be Ready, which you'll hear more about in just a moment. And it's good to say it again. 
Watch therefore, be ready. I'm so excited because our Watch Therefore program and message is spreading and expanding. I'm not surprised, but I'm very thankful that our Lord Jesus is making the way for our program to go into over 200 countries. Oh, hallelujah, the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. And I want to say to our prayer and financial partners, thank you. Thank you for partnering with Watch Therefore. Now, we have our ministries, Blessing Israeli Believers and Poured Out for the Nations, that stand under the umbrella of our Watch Therefore ministry. And with Blessing Israeli Believers, co-founded by our ministry partner, John McTurnan and myself, we're getting out the gospel, making disciples, saving babies from abortion, and so much more here in the Promised Land. And then we have our ministry, Poured Out for the Nations, I've been in many African countries and many other places in the earth with the gospel, making disciples, pastors, conferences, helping orphans, and so much more. The Watch Therefore message is so urgent for this hour because it shakes the lukewarm out of their terrible condition and presents the real and legitimate urgency to the lost. You don't have much time. Pray and receive Jesus as Lord today. You don't want to miss the rapture. You don't want to go through the tribulation. You don't want to go to hell. And God doesn't want you to. Watch therefore, be ready, receive Jesus as Lord today and get ready for him to come for us in the clouds. Now, I want to say some things to our partners and about partnership with our ministry. First, let me say, if you haven't received Jesus as your Savior and Lord, please do not send any money into this program or into this ministry. It's our desire that you would be our guest today and even pray and receive Jesus as Lord. And for those who understand the principles of sowing and reaping, you're born again, Jesus is your savior and you wanna lay your treasures up in heaven. We would ask you to prayerfully consider, watch therefore, our program and our ministry. And so I can't do this alone. And my help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. And we trust him to raise up from our viewers as he has been, and again, thank you as he has been, viewers who want to prayerfully and financially partner with this ministry and kingdom work. We would suggest that you sign up for our monthly newsletter. There's information there on your screen. And what that will do is help you with prayer points uh, if you want to join in prayer partnership. And also, it will show you what you're financially sowing into as well. The Watch Therm 4 message is so important and as we like to close every segment of our program, we say, watch therefore and be ready. So many are tragically missing the signs that Messiah Jesus warned about that are leaping off the pages of the Bible regarding this generation. There's never been one like it, nor will there ever be again. And while so many, even those who profess the name of Jesus are overwhelmed and heartbroken and crushed in this generation, it doesn't have to happen to you. Because not only can we make it through this generation, but we can have great kingdom success. The Lord gives us a way forward. And in my book, Watch Therefore and Be Ready, I lay all these things out. How to know that we know what this generation is and how to have kingdom success through it. Now we want everyone to be able to get my book, Watch Therefore and Be Ready. So for a donation of any amount to our ministry, 
you can get the book. Make sure you write Watch Therefore and Be Ready in the notes section of your check and online giving. Remember, Watch Therefore and Be Ready. Welcome back to Watch Therefore. It's so important to know the Bible, the Word of the living God that's leaping off the pages of the Bible more than ever in our generation. The Word of God will help us get through these times that are coming with great success in the kingdom of God. And we're going to be a blessing to many people. Hallelujah. We're continuing on in our teaching series in the book of Colossians. This very Jewish apostle Paul is in Roman incarceration for the gospel. He's writing to a predominantly Gentile church in Coloss. Now, the last time I spoke about this, we saw that Paul was addressing two primary threats. One is that of the Judaizers, and the other, that of Roman Greco philosophy and paganism. So I'm going to do a review read through a couple verses from last time, and then we'll continue on. Colossians 2, beginning in verse 16. So let no one judge you in food or in drink or regarding a festival or a new moon or Sabbaths, which are a shadow of things to come, but the substance is of Christ. Now, verse 18 and onward. Let no one cheat you of your reward, taking delight in false humility and worship of angels, intruding into those things which he has not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind, and not holding fast to the head from whom all the body, nourished and knit together by joints and ligaments, grows with the increase that is from God. You see, demonic forces are working through this world system that is set against the Lord. The Bible says that the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one and working through deceived people who want to cheat you from your reward. You see, our Bible promises rewards for those who faithfully follow Messiah Jesus. It's true that we're saved by grace through faith. We're saved and forgiven. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. But there are rewards for those who faithfully follow and obey our Lord Jesus Christ. And in Hebrews, the Bible warns against worship of angels. And even look in the book of Revelation with me in Revelation 19.10. First, let me say this, though. The worship of angels is very popular even today. And certainly, angels are sent to those who inherit salvation. Angels are sent to minister to us and to help us, but we're not to worship them. We see that in Revelation 19 as the Apostle John is being given a guided tour through the future prophetic events that I may say that are right on our doorstep. Uh, and, and this angel is showing him these things, and he begins to worship the angel. But look at the angel's response. And I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, See that you do not do that. I am your fellow servant and of your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. We see here that the angel does not want worship and knows that is greatly inappropriate. But he tells John, Worship Jesus the Lord. And we need to remember that. And we're warned about that by the Apostle Paul in Colossians. We also saw in that Revelation verse how important it is to know Bible prophecy 
The testimony of Messiah Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Yes, we need to hold on to our Savior. We need to hold on to our Savior. And the body of Christ is nourished as we're rightly joined to the head of the body, our Savior Jesus. Now, let's continue on with Colossians 2, 20 through 22. Therefore, if you died with Christ from the basic principles of the world, why, as though living in the world, do you subject yourselves to regulations? Do not touch, do not taste, do not handle, which all concern things which perish with the using according to the commandments and doctrines of men. So, again, Paul now is addressing this Roman Greco philosophy, religion, if you will, called asceticism. Asceticism. It's self-denial and humanistic principles. That's what the, is at the foundation of asceticism. It involves rigorous self-denial and disciplines to harness our own mind, body, soul, and spirit. Uh, this would include self-help and motivational speakers and humanistic teachings that have infected the body of Christ even today. No, our help comes from the Lord, not from ourselves. God helps those who help themselves is not in the Bible. Our spirit was dead. We were born into this world spiritually dead and with physical bodies that are dying. No, we were saved and were helped by our great Savior Jesus. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him would not perish, but have everlasting life. And Paul reminds us, we are crucified with Christ. And he tells the Galatian church, in Galatians 2.20, Paul says, I'm crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave Himself for me. We live according to His Holy Spirit life that is within us. And, and our Savior Jesus, He does tell us to deny ourselves. But it's not so that we can harness uh, the power within ourselves that is of ourselves. We're to deny ourselves and take up our cross and follow Jesus. Hallelujah and hallelujah. Well, Colossians 2.23, he says, These things indeed have an appearance of wisdom in self-imposed religion, false humility, and neglect of the body, but are of no value against the indulgence of the flesh. No, this, this asceticism, this worldly, new age thing that now is even with us today, and a lot of the motivational speakers and a lot of the new age stuff that's out there, it, it has a seeming outward positive effect, but there's really no value in it against the wickedness of our sin nature called the flesh. Only the crucifixion and resurrection of our Savior providing the ongoing work of grace in our lives can deal with man's sin nature. There's saving grace where we're saved when we receive Messiah Jesus. Then there's teaching grace that operates through our lives, changing us into the image of Jesus, which is also called sanctifying grace. Yes, and then there's the final redemption of grace where we're caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air 
given glorified bodies, glorifying grace, if you will. Hallelujah and hallelujah. And so, what about you? Have you truly received this Savior Jesus? Are, are you one who can say, my help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth? Hallelujah. That we wouldn't rely on ourselves or worldly pagan philosophies somehow to, to follow Jesus or to live in this life. No, that we would rely on the word of the living God. We would rely on the Holy Spirit within us. Yeah, and Messiah Jesus said it this way in the Gospel of John. He said, apart from me, you can do nothing. Yet Paul also, also writes to the Philippian believers. He says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The only power within me is my great Savior, the power of Christ in me, the hope of glory. What about you? What's your hope in? Now, now, you could be a religious person. You could be a person that goes to church. You could be a person that just got home from a bar and you've turned on your television late at night and you're watching and nobody else knows. And all of those I've just mentioned and anyone else in whatever situation you're in, what, from wherever you're watching, you need Jesus to save you. You need Jesus. If you haven't been saved yet, you desperately need Jesus to save you. Listen, he lived a sinless life. And so when the nails went through his hands and his feet and his innocent blood began spilling down that cross, he was paying for your sins and my sins. The times we've lied, cursed God's name, stolen, lusted, and done much worse. He died on the cross to pay for our sins. He was buried, and on the third day, hallelujah, he rose again. And he wants to forgive you. He came to die and pay for our sins. He was buried, and excuse me, hallelujah, on the third day he rose from the grave. And if you'll turn away from your sins, if you'll begin in your heart to, to acknowledge my sins are killing me, they're bad and they're offensive to God, and I want to turn away, I want to repent. And then you put your faith in Messiah Jesus. You cry out to him, oh Jesus, Lord, save me, I'm a sinner. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you were buried and on the third day rose again. Oh Jesus, Lord, forgive me and save me and give me a life that honors God. If you'll cry out to him with something like that from your heart and truly mean it, he'll change your heart and give you a new life and you'll be born again and you'll have Christ in you, the hope of glory, the hope of going to be with him for eternity. And if you're doing that, if you're calling upon him now, there's information on your screen. Please contact us. We want to help. And we can send you a brochure that will help you begin your new life in Messiah Jesus. We want to hear from you. And our contact information is right there. I pray a great blessing, Father, in Messiah Jesus' name on all of our viewers. And we close the program this way. Remember to watch, therefore, and be ready. King Messiah Jesus is coming any moment. Thank you for watching the program today. Watch Therefore is sponsored by the friends and partners of Watch Therefore Ministries. In future programs, we'll have many more Watch Therefore teachings from the Bible, worship, and exciting interviews with our believing partners in Israel and around the world. Please contact us at doveforisrael at gmail.com. That's D-O-V-F-O-R-I-S-R-A-E-L at gmail.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter, you can fill out a contact form on the website watchtherefore.tv. We also have audio programs available on our website watchtherefore.tv. 
We are on social media since it is a great tool to share the gospel and communicate with one another. You can also find us there at Watch Therefore TV. Until next time, we're watching for King Jesus to return. Watch Therefore and be ready. Slain, he'll come again. Our conquering king on that day. His sword will go forth to take back and re-